It is party time, Mom. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. Sitting in this mothership, which is Studio 22, at the helm, of course, driving this thing, is the Puppet Master Mark. It's just him and me. I know, it's weird. It's quiet in here. It's really quiet, because normally this is kind of like a a party in this room, really, between episodes. (laughs) No. I mean, we have people all over. It's, you know, know. loud and... Solemn in here. I wanted wanted some solitude, though, because I want to talk to you about this gun issue. I want us to talk about this. Of course, this past weekend had another mass shooting in Midland and Odessa, Texas. And it's a sad deal. Um, there's a lot going on out there. There's a lot of debate. There's a lot of politicizing. There are people who want to, you know, it, it becomes a campaign rallying cry in many cases. You have everybody from Robert Francis O'Rourke, Beto O'Rourke, who's saying, um, you know, he's a guy, Mark, he's even got T-shirts out now that talks about, you know, this is effed up, this is effed up, this is effed up. Crazy. And it's talking because he he made the comment about, you know, this is worse than the F word and this is effed up. You know, it, these things are going to and that's one thing we're going to do unequivocally is we're going to buy back your guns. Well, here's the problem with that, Beto. The government never owned my guns to begin with. And it doesn't matter what mass shooting happens or what goes on in the world. Uh, you would have to take my tax money that I paid in and give it back to me in order to confiscate my guns. My guns are not for sale, first of all. Um, I'll sell you I'll sell you one for a billion dollars. How about that? that that's all. I'll sell go. you one there back you for a billion dollars, and you, there, you, there you go. So unless, unless O'Rourke is going to take his own personal funds and buy back, like, AR-15s, um, he's actually going to – he's talking about using your money to confiscate your guns. Uh, remember, folks, I've said it here. I'll say it many, many times more. There's no such thing as government funded. Uh, it's taxpayer funded in this country. That's the bottom line. But it's a sad and tragic deal. Of course, we had an episode in El Paso, Texas. We had the episode in Dayton, Ohio, and numerous other times. You know, Mark, I was thinking about some things this morning. And if you go back, in fact, Dennis Prager has a current video about this that's pretty interesting and he talks about what has changed if you go back to the 1950s the decade in the 1950s there was one mass shooting one there were just as many guns Mm -hmm. just as many gun owners yeah there was one mass shooting and then it doubled in the 60s it it went two and a half times in the 70s but in the in the the, by 2000 there were 42 mass shootings Still same number of guns. You could you used to could buy a rifle out of the Sears and Roebuck catalog. You you could buy guns. I can remember. I can remember getting the JCPenney catalog, and you could buy shotguns. You could buy guns. And there were just as many guns, but there weren't as many mass shootings. What changed? It's not the amount of guns. It's not the access to the guns. Uh, we all, we've all uh, can remember a time when, you know, our hunting rifles sat in the back window of the truck. Nobody was breaking yeah. into the truck to steal the rifles and go in and create a mass shooting. Uh, there was, there's no, there, but something's changed. What's changed? Well, I want to get into that in a second, but first I want to talk to you about Genesis 950. Cause if you're thinking of replacing your carpets <laughs> due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950 before you consider replacing them. Try it, try it. Genesis 950 is an amazing pet stain and odor remover with water. Genesis 950 breaks down the bonds and stains Uh, of stains and odors so they are gone for good so it's antibacterial component removes pet stains and odors from the carpet and the padding you can use it in a carpet cleaning machine 
and it's green. That's a big deal these days. So it's safe for your family and for your pets. If you're tired of pet cleaners that don't work, it's time to try and buy Genesis 950. One gallon of industrial strength Genesis 950 can make up to seven gallons of cleaner. A larger ratio may be required for old stains and odors. So go get Genesis 950. It's not just for pet stains, by the way. You can clean your entire house. Bathrooms, kitchens, countertops, granite, quartz, garage floors, oil and grease stains, engines, wheels, tools, upholstery. Before you purchase new stuff, especially that new expensive carpet, try Genesis 950. If you want to order a gallon direct at Genesis950.com, you will receive a free spray bottle and a discount using code BLAZE. That's Genesis950.com, Genesis950.com. So what changed? Well, I can tell you uh, a few things that's gone on. Um, and, and let's just, let's first of all, let me go back to something I said uh, a few days ago on Twitter where I said, if you want to get into this gun argument, you really should know gun facts or you shouldn't get into this gun debate and i'm amazed at how many people really don't know what they're talking about when it comes to guns these you know these scary looking ar-15s you know got that plastic body that's molded to look like a weapon of war you know you've seen enough you've seen enough movies like platoon and and you know full metal jacket you know you've seen these guys carrying these m16s and just these dangerous weapons these automatic rifles and in this mass destruction committing machines that you can you you know just buy it at the academy sporting goods or a walmart or something like that cabela's you used to you know go in there and buy the any sporting goods store out there had these things these are weapons of war these are assault weapons well if you call it an assault weapon you don't know what you're talking about anything that i use i don't care if i tie a rock on the end of a stick that's an assault weapon if i hit you with it right so Anything that you use to assault someone is an assault weapon. I can have assault knives. I can have assault cars, all of these things. But when, if, if, if people went out and started stabbing people in mass, would you blame the knife? If people went out and started bombing people in mass, we, we have that that happens, you know, Mark, around the, around the world. You know, people are sitting there in a French cafe, and all of a sudden, boom, a car bomb goes off. Yeah. You know? Did we blame the pressure cook cooker at the Boston Marathon? Mm-hmm. Did we just start having to ban? Did we call for a ban of pressure cookers? Did we call for a ban of cars because they were being used as IEDs? Did we call for a ban? No, we blame the terrorist. We blame the guys who did it. That's what's changed. We have stopped focusing on the human factor, and we've started focusing on an inanimate object. I've got guns in my house. I've got guns in my safe. I've got guns in my closet. I've got guns in my bedside drawer, Mark. They've never shot anybody. Yep. Alyssa Milano's womb is responsible for more deaths than my guns have ever committed. It's a fact. It's a fact. So when she comes out with the Hollywood outrage mob talking about a 17-month-old child was shot in Midland, Texas. Yes, that's horrible. Get it through your head. 17 months. I tweeted her back. I said... If it had been your kids, they wouldn't have made it that long. I mean, at 20 years old, you had two different abortions. So people say, well, you got to have better laws. What laws do you want to change? Okay. If you're going to go in Texas, you're going to go in Texas, you want to get a concealed handgun license or even an open carry license, the, the license to carry a gun. Let me explain to you. There's a process, okay? And this is true in most places. There's a very big process 
you have to go through. And Texas, which, by the way, is reasonably loose in its gun laws. You take Oklahoma. Oklahoma has a Second Amendment constitutional carry law. You don't have to go do all. You don't have to jump through all these hoops. Texas, believe it or not, you still got to have a permit to carry. You got to go take a class. Uh, could the class be a little more developed, a little more informed? Yeah, but it's about a six-hour class. you got to go sit through, and you have to take a test. You have to pass the test. Then you have to take a shooting test where you have to qualify with a certain scoring point system in order to get that test certificate. All right? So it's it, there's a practicum on this thing. Well, then you have to go online and submit your application where you have to fill out all of your information, pretty much in triplicate by the time you've done it. Then you have got to go in and apply for a time in which you can go be fingerprinted at a at a fingerprinting office. And those fingerprints are then going to be sent to the ATF. And you it's a it's a multi-week process of you waiting now to make sure that your background is cleared and covered. That's to carry. Now to buy a firearm. If you have a concealed carry permit, you can go into a store, you have to fill out the application, and you can give them that form, and it will save you some time because you've already been registered by the federal government. You're safe to buy a firearm. If you don't have that license, that permit, then you have to give them your driver's license, fill out the form, and then they have to run a check on your background. Depending on what firearm you're buying, there may be a time period of waiting. If you're buying a short barrel barrel rifle, you might have to wait seven, eight months. If you're buying a suppressor, something to uh, uh, bring the noise level, the decibel level down of the firearm, you might have to wait 10 months to a year before that suppressor ever reaches you because you have to be cleared through the federal government. If I'm going to buy a handgun, if I'm going to buy an AR-15, something like that, I still have to go through the process of being checked. There was one time, Mark, where I was buying an AR-15, and I had to wait three days because something hit, and they had to background check it even further Hmm. to make sure that what hit was not me. It wasn't me, so it cleared. Um, So to say that we need universal background checks, they're being done. Background checks are being done in a stringent manner. You take this guy in West Texas. The FBI said this was this guy had a long spiral of going down. That was their quote. He was he was on he he'd been fired from his oil services job the morning he killed seven people. He called nine one one both before and after the shooting began. <clears throat> the FBI special agent Christopher Combs said call the agency's tip line as well as local police dispatch on Sunday after being fired from the oil field services company that he worked for, making rambling statements about some of the atrocities that he felt he had gone through. Now, I don't believe in a police state. I don't believe that everybody should be red flagged. I don't like red flag laws at all. I think it's a bad thing. But if a guy is calling 911 on himself, it's time to, it's time to take some action. We, you got you to get to this guy. Fifteen minutes after the call to the FBI, Uh, A Texas state trooper, unaware of the calls to the authorities, tried pulling him over for failing to signal a lane change. He pointed the AR rifle towards the rear window of his car and fired on the trooper, starting a police chase uh, as he sprayed bullets into passing cars, shopping plazas, and killed a U.S. Postal Service employee while hijacking her mail truck. By the way, hijacking mail trucks is illegal, too. Yeah, would that be a federal offense? That's a federal offense. So, so and what do I mean by that? Well, okay, it, it, because the criminals are going to break the law. They're going to break the law. They're going to break the yeah, law. So, he, so even if he hadn't been shooting anybody, he still committed a federal offense right there. He didn't need a background check to steal a postal service 
truck, right? There was no, there was no background check on, on that. So, <laughs> and I know what you're saying. I know what you're thinking to yourself. Some of you, you naysayers, like, yeah, but we just have too many guns. Well, what are you going to do about it? Some big magnet going to come down out of the sky and just suck them all up? I mean, what are you going to do? There's hundreds of millions of guns in this country. What are you going to do about it? My guns, as I've told you, have never shot anybody. Your guns have never shot. And I hope to God they never do. But I have a God-given right to protect my family, protect my home, and protect myself. The Constitution of the United States, and specifically the Second Amendment, gives me the federal right, the constitutional right as an American citizen to bear those arms. Now, people are going to say, yes, but it's for a well-regulated militia. All right. Well, let me explain to you what that means. It means you have citizens who can become citizen soldiers, and those citizen soldiers have guns. And those citizen soldiers with those guns who can be regulated fight off tyrannical acts of a government that gets out of control. What does well-regulated mean? Well, at the time when the Constitution was written, and specifically that amendment was placed in there, it meant they were clothed, they were sheltered, they were fed. It doesn't mean they went out and lined up and marched and they did all of these things. No, they just they were taken care of in case there was a situation that arose. You have that right, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. And amongst that, your right to life is your right to defend yourself at all costs. But see, it's getting crazy, Mark. It's getting crazy, buddy. Mm-hmm. We talked about this on a show recently about this guy who all of a sudden he's in his house and he sees flashlights shining through his window. Well, so he opens up the door, opens up the window. I forget which I thought it was a window, but it might have been the door. And he and he's got his gun and he's yelling for somebody to identify themselves. It's a police officer out there. Yeah. He shot him four times. And this Crazy. guy, this guy's trying to find out. Well, <laughs> somebody had reported something. This guy, without any identifying factor as a police officer, is out shining lights all around his house. He sees a guy with a gun. Of course, what's he going to do? He's going to shoot him. Yeah, yeah. Scary stuff. Now, you enact that with things like red flag laws where, you know, people are going to come in there and say, oh, man, um, you know, this guy, he's dangerous. Got to go get him. Got to go get his guns away from him. Happened just last week. This guy in Oregon said, I'd annihilate Antifa. So what they do? They came and they confiscated his guns. You can't say things like that in this day and age. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're at war in this case. You're, you're. I mean, because you're in an ideological war, okay? Because these folks, I had someone just yesterday, uh, uh, two days ago on Twitter, who tried to argue with me and said, "Well, sh-, because I'm, I'm always saying, if you Google Chicago, you're going to get Wikipedia and places to visit in Chicago, places to eat in Chicago. If I Google Texas, it's going to start talking about." shootings in El Paso and Midland. And somebody's going to say, oh, but you just don't understand how algorithms work. (laughs) Okay. It's still a fact that there were more people who died in the streets of Chicago due to gun violence this past weekend than died in Midland and Odessa, Texas. Why aren't we talking about that? Someone got on Twitter and said, yeah, but those guns are coming from Indiana. Yeah, but you don't have the same kind of gun violence going on in Indiana as you do in Chicago. And somebody got on there and said, that's not true. There were more homicides in Indiana in 2018 than there were in Illinois. And I said, no. Then she named off some number like 380. I said, there were 530 homicides, gun murders in Chicago alone in 2018. It's ludicrous. Ludicrous. And by the way, to my point that I've taken a long way to get to, the guy who shot up Midland and Odessa the other day, he failed his background check. He failed it. 
Here's what you know. Not only did he have a criminal history, he previously failed a gun purchase background check in Texas. And our governor, Greg Abbott, he said the shooter did not go through a background check for the firearm he used in the shooting. Where did he get it from? Well, we don't know. They might know. We don't know because they're not saying how. He was arrested in 2001 for misdemeanor offense, but that would not have prevented him from legally purchasing firearms in Texas. And the governor has not elaborated on his tweet saying the shooter didn't go through a background check for purchasing the firearm. So, hey, you know, and, and I'll go one further, Mark. You know, one of the things that happened, people say, well, what about it? you guys have guns? I mean, it's open carry, blah, blah, blah. Well, the guy was driving down the street spraying bullets. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean it's, it's, that's that's – you know, it's a guerrilla tactic there. I mean, this guy's – it's not like he just walked in. And and plus, it's in the middle of a, you know, middle of a busy street on Saturday, and things happen. Things happen. But it was, was it the gun's fault? No, it's not the gun's fault. The gun didn't do anything by himself. This guy had a problem. He was out to do violence on other people, and that's what happens. Somebody said about him, they said, uh, we were afraid of him because you could tell what kind of person he was just by looking at him. Now, it's dangerous when you start hearing stuff yeah. like that because, yeah. again, are we going to fall into a police state? But he said he was not nice, he was not friendly, he was not polite. That was what one of his coworkers said. Uh, you know, one of his coworkers said that um, he was a violent and aggressive person. He would shoot rabbits and other animals at all hours of the night. And... Then all of a sudden, you he gets fired from his job, and a guy who's already ready, mentally unstable goes crazy. You got crazy people out there. They're going to find ways to do violence. So what was the response? And a lot of people are complaining about this. Again, people react. Like, like I walked in the studio, and we were talking about Walmart. Walmart's mm-hmm. decided to stop selling handguns at their stores in Alaska. They basically have stopped selling handguns in most of their stores nationwide anyway. I think probably that Alaska might have been the last one. But to go further, they're going to stop selling short barrel rifle ammunition and handgun ammunition. And by the way, handguns are used to kill far more people than rifles are in this country. So, but people don't, again, they don't want to talk about handgun violence. They want to talk about this AR-15 because it's this big scary piece of plastic. It, with a handle on it, and it just looks mean, just looks angry. <laughs> but Walmart's screwing the pooch on this one. I mean, yeah. they, look, I first of all, I don't go to Walmart. I don't like Walmart. I don't, I don't want to shop in Walmart. It ain't because of Walmart. It's because of you people. <laughs> <laughs> it's y'all people that bug me, man. I can't get in there with Walmart and the broken cart and the people just all over you and just stuff. and just, oh, it's just, I don't like going to Walmart. But, yeah, you know, I buy my ammunition online. Yeah. I, I, get it in, I get it in bulk online. I have it, and we like to go to the range. We like to shoot, and, you know. Uh, see, I, just by saying that, if red, red flag laws were enacted, and I talk about buying ammunition online or going to the range and, you know, taking the family, we like to go out and shoot targets and things like that, somebody could report me. Yeah, just for saying I like to shoot guns. I yeah. Yeah. And and so Crazy. so somebody could report me with that, and they could dig up some kind of thing. Where, you know, as a comedian, where I've made a joke at some point in time about yeah. something, they say, "See, he's dangerous. You go take his guns." That, that is a slippery slope. You got to be careful. 
But I'll tell you what Texas did, and it caught a lot of there's a lot of complaining out there because they're trying to say this is all too convenient that the timing of them changing some laws on on uh, the carrying of guns in the state of Texas with this particular shooting. But Texas actually now this is Texas, and this is one of the reasons I love Texas. Texas didn't make gun laws more strict. They actually loosened them. They backed off. They loosened a number of the laws. And here's what some of them were. So school districts and open enrollment charter schools, they can't regulate how licensed individuals store their firearms or ammunition in their vehicle on a school parking lot. That's one thing. They removed the limitations of number and faculty and staff that can be designed as armed school marshals per campus. Previously, there could only be one per 200 students or only one marshal per school building. It clarified that the places of religious worship is the same as other private properties. So in other words, you can, you can carry at church or a synagogue, your mosque. Those were previously off limits. They were banned. But see, see that's the other thing, Mark. You, if you have a license to carry, that doesn't mean you can just walk in any place. There are signs at the door that have to be displayed visibly. And a lot of folks, if you don't carry a firearm, you don't even you don't even you walk right past it. You don't even notice it. But there are certain types of signs that they put outside of these establishments. For instance, bars, places that sell more alcohol than they do food, you know, on a percentage basis. Can't carry a firearm in those places. We don't need you getting inebriated and you know yeah. shooting the lights out. We don't need you doing that stuff. Yeah. So you have to check. I have seen more than one person. On numerous occasions, walk up to a restaurant and see the sign, turn around and walk back to their car, take their weapon out, lock it up in their car, and then come back in the restaurant. I've seen it happen over and over again. I'm at a point now where I basically know where those places are, and I try not to go to places that don't allow me to carry. Yeah. I really don't because because I just feel safer if, if I can carry my firearm. I feel safer. Uh, you know, I, I at least have a fight. Now, I might, I might be the low dog in the fight if I get surprised and attacked, and I'm shocked all of a sudden, boom, because let's face it, if you've ever been around gunfire, uh, it can be a little shocking, yeah, more than a little. But I at least want to have a dog in the fight, and so I prefer to be able to at least defend myself. But another thing, you can uh, citizens are allowed to carry firearms without a license if they're not prohibited by law from having a gun for a full week after a declared state of disaster. That law also... Uh, uh, allows disaster shelters to accommodate those with firearms. So let's say the hurricane hits. You know, we had Hurricane Harvey, and now you have looters, and you have all these people. You can carry a gun for a week after that. It also, you can't stop somebody that is renting a home or renting an apartment from you. Uh, they, they can have a gun on the premises. Uh, certain foster homes can store their firearms. Previously, they had to store them separately in locked locations. Now they can be stored together with a trigger-locking device in the same secured location, which, by the way, every firearm you buy, every handgun you buy comes with a trigger-locking mechanism. Um, uh, it also defends license to carry holders who trespass in a space prohibiting guns as long as the holder promptly leaves the property after being asked. So let's say that situation happens and somebody walks into a place and they're like, oh, I, I didn't know I wasn't supposed to be carrying in here. I'm, I didn't see your sign or something of that nature. And they say, yeah, you got to leave the premises. Well, you're not going to get in trouble. Heretofore, you got in trouble for that. They could call the law on you. It, it, could, be, it could be a serious uh, offense in terms of the level of misdemeanor that it is. And so now they can just ask you to leave. You're not going to get in trouble for that. Now, me personally, I don't think they loosened them enough, Mark. I, I, I think it should – I think they should have done a lot more. Hmm. I think – I just think that 
first of all, I think that it should be, and I've already referenced this, and some of you are going to disagree with me. I think it should be harder to be licensed to carry. In other words, I think that you should really have a little more of an intensive when it comes to getting that permit. Uh, it should take you like I mean, because if you don't if you don't know anything about guns whatsoever, and all of a sudden you go in this class and you got a good memory and good reten- retention rate in your mind, you could pass this test and go out there and shoot with some level of proficiency, which is not difficult to do because you qualify at three yards, seven yards, and fifteen yards on the range. Uh, it's not all that difficult to do. But do you really know that much about guns if you've never really handled guns, you've never really been around guns? But now you're licensed to carry it. I think it should be a little more stringent in that regard. Now, I understand, and I and I can advocate for constitutional carry. I can argue both sides of the thing. But then I think once you pass that proficiency and you're able to – you're licensed to carry, I don't think you should be restricted. I really don't think you should be restricted. I, mean, I think, again, there's some questions about should you be able to go into a bar somewhere and, you know, just get, you know, yeah. liquored up and then, yeah. you know, because let's face it, you're probably not going to shoot somebody else. You're probably going to wind up shooting yourself yeah. because you're going to, you know, you're going to go to your truck and you're going to go to climb in it. And you're going to unholster your gun that's probably tucked in your waistband in your in your concealed deal. And you're going to shoot yourself in the crotch and you know, then we got to pay for your yeah. stuff to, you know, and then it's just gross because it makes a mess in the parking lot. But here's the thing. You know, you're going to wind up doing more harm to yourself than anything. But, like, you take some of these hospitals and medical clinics. People can't have firearms on these premises, on these properties. Those are soft targets. You know, we talk about the theaters. You know, you, you look at what happened in Aurora, Colorado a few years ago. You know, the, these things... Uh, that's just it gets it gets a little bit. I want to know that people out there have my back. I want to know that somebody out there is capable of fighting back. Because, again, I the people I hang around with like Mark, I can hang around with you. I don't think you're going to shoot me. No, I can hang around Bougie Sean and Metro Jason and Party Foul Steve. I don't think they're going to shoot me. I mean, my gosh, we, we got guys that come in here all the time who are active concealed carry guys. Some of them. We're not saying it, but we're saying it. They're carrying. Yeah. I mean, and I am fine with that. The tactical fanny pack of death. Tactical fanny pack of that, death is right over my shoulder. Yeah, I'm not I'm not alarmed by it because no, it's your gun. It's, it's me. Not, you know, yeah. I, you know, because I'm not crazy. But I guarantee you if somebody kicked the glass in here at the studio and started opening up, well, first thing I'm going to do is try to find an exit. Yeah. But if it comes down to it, I'm shooting back. Yeah. Because I promise you, even if you don't hit them. There's something about getting shot at that causes you to stop what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, I've heard, I've heard it can be scary to be shot at. Well. It's, it's reasonably yeah. scary to have that zing yeah. past your head. Yeah. So <clears throat> all I'm saying is I think it should be loosened up. I think it's ridiculous. I think there should be uh, – <clears throat> I think public schools <laughs> – I've actually proposed this in our state, um, and I'm still standing by it. I propose that we hire these retired military, whether they're special forces operators, but folks who have this experience out there and now they don't have. I mean, how many unemployed veterans do we have? Folks that are solid guys, solid dudes. And we, we, I'm not talking about getting into the PTS stuff and all that. We, I'm talking about folks that would pass all forms of psychological profiles, arm these guys, hire them full time. They work for the state, hire them, put them at these schools, and it's their school. 
It's their school. And by God, they are marshalling that school. They are managing that school. And there's not going to be an active shooter coming in there because this dude knows what's up. He's not some 65-year-old gray-haired retiree who did a little law enforcement. Now he's doing an extra job to make some money and, and has never faced anything in his life. I'm saying put some operators out there. Well, we can't afford that. Are you kidding me? You're telling me. That, uh, that for every school out there, you can't afford $50,000 a year to put out. We got a school right up the street here in Allen, Texas, that has a Pizza Hut and a Burger King and all these different restaurants in their cafeteria. They have a, they have a high school football field that looks like a college campus university football stadium. It's, it, don't tell me we can't afford $50,000, $60,000 to put a man on the street, a man or a woman out there that knows what they're doing to defend our children. It's ridiculous. Give them the guns. Protect them, but give them the guns. Let these folks defend themselves. I know. I'm crazy, right? I'm crazy, Mark. It's like you want to protect the kids more. It's crazy. I know. It's it's amazing like that. I want them protected, and I feel confident. I would feel confident with that person who who was vetted properly and passed whatever they needed to pass, psych profiles, and, and, and was educated and trained and had continuing education and continuing training. I mean, make it a school force. We got Space Force. Let's, let's do a school force. There you go. There you go. I mean, it's dumb. Absolutely dumb. We weren't supposed to have guns on our college campus, but we had guns on our college campus. We'd go down to the we'd go down to the railroad tracks after classes late in the afternoon, and we'd shoot stuff. We'd go down the, you know, we'd set up targets and shoot. Nobody ever got shot on campus. We didn't worry about it. We also didn't worry about anybody shooting us. You know why we weren't? Because we had guns. <laughs> I mean, it's, what do you it's, know? It's like I want a fair fight. I know. You guys want to do it like, you know, Tombstone. You want to be Wyatt Earp. You want to say, well, okay, no guns in the city. Well, go watch the movie Tombstone. You see how that works. You see how that works. People wind up, old Fred got shot anyway. If people want to do harm, they're going to do harm. So, again, what changed? In the last 60 years, what changed? We went from no mass shootings to to multiple mass shootings over and over again that we can count in this. And, And nobody wants to talk about that. Nobody wants to talk about Chicago. Nobody wants to talk about Baltimore. Nobody wants to talk about St. Louis. Nobody wants to talk about New Orleans. Nobody wants to talk about Detroit. You know what scares me? It's not a guy who went and took a class to conceal a weapon and carry it on his person to protect himself. What scares me is thugs with, with cups full of cement covering their faces, wearing their helmets and their goggles, going out there pepper spraying everybody on a Saturday afternoon because, you know, they're fascists calling themselves anti-fascists. Those are the people that scare the out of me, Mark, quite honestly. Yeah, thirty fifty six for Candace. Yeah. Writing it down right now. <laughs> so I say, I say, get armed to the teeth, man. There's firearm safety. My AR fifteen's never shot a single person. Never will either. I hope they don't. I hope they don't. Uh, but you know, if if there's a coyote on my property messing with my animals, guess what? I got a I've got a tool for the job. Um, you know, I, I mean. Lord have mercy. And I know what you're saying. Well, do you want a bazooka? Yeah, I want a bazooka. Who doesn't want a bazooka? Of course I want a bazooka. I want an F-18. I want a freaking jet. I want a nuclear bomb. I want it all. A nuclear bomb. I yeah. want it all. I want it now. Yeah, I want a flamethrower. I want. I mean, who doesn't? You want, I mean, you know, it's what we like to do. doesn't mean we're going to shoot anybody with it. We just want to have it. Yeah. It's, I mean, why not? there if we need it, you know? I mean, you know, guns can be cool. They're deadly. My kids know how to handle a firearm. They know how. They've known. They've always known how. You know, you you always assume that one's loaded. You pick it up. You take the magazine out of the thing. You you 
you pull the chamber back and you make sure that the thing is unloaded before you handle it or hand it off or, or look at it. You don't pull it out and show it to your buddies. You don't pull it out and show it to your friends. You don't do these kind of things because tragically accidents happen. I mean, I've seen a guy who, who was working for the FBI who was given a class. I think it was an ATF agent who uh, was given a class in front of all these kids, Mark, and, and he was showing them how to use the gun and stuff like that and has gun safety, and he shot himself in the foot. Because he thought there was the gun Oops. was empty, he'd taken the magazine out, and what he did was he had the slide back, and so when he put the magazine in, he should have closed the slide first. Yeah. Then he put the magazine, but he put the magazine in first and closed the slide, and he was assuming that the barrel was empty, the chamber was empty, and he fired it, and he shot himself in the foot, and then he kept on trying to teach the class. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's when you lose credibility right there. Is when you. Uh shoot yourself in the foot against safety yeah class, bleeding all say. over the room yeah so it's tragic these things are tragic but you got to fight this they got to fight this godless culture there is a godlessness we have mocked godlessness we uh, we have mocked god we have mocked people of faith we've taken the the idea of of um life and the preciousness of life and the consequences that come from taking a life, we've mocked all of these things. We're killing a million kids a year through abortion. Uh, human life doesn't mean anything anymore. We have, we have devalued it to the point where it doesn't matter. And I'll tell you another thing. Social media is to blame. This bringing all of our freaking craziness to the surface. Folks, chill out. Chill out. You got to relax, man. Stop getting so angry at strangers. It beats all I've ever seen, you people. I mean, why? Somebody has a conviction, somebody has an opinion, and you disagree with it. So you're just going to go on there and just pour your hate and vitriol all over them, and then they're going to do it back to you and just back and forth, back and forth. You don't know this person. Love each other. Try to love each other. Stop with the hate. Stop it. I, I mean, it's like it's like um, it's like it's like computer road rage. You're in a safe spot. You know, you can give everybody the middle finger while you're protected by your windshield in your automobile. You'd never do it right in their face. They break your finger off and shove it up your ass. But you go online, you go online, and you think you can just say whatever you want to say to anybody because there's no consequences. But there are because you got Looney Tunes out there who are watching this stuff, reading this stuff, and they think that's normal behavior, and it's not. Because these people, a lot of these punks have, have enjoyed so much privilege and they've been bullies their whole life and they've, they've nobody's told them no and they've never learned to handle rejection i mean this guy lost his freaking job go get another job yep by the end of the day he lost his life and so had seven other people go get another job it's just rejection handle it man move on get yourself together if you need zoloft go get the zoloft go talk to the doctor man smoke some weed chill People are crazy. Social media is to blame. 24-hour news cycles are to blame. Stop politicizing and publicizing and promoting these people. I love that the attorney general has come out and said that they want to push for for uh, uh, expediting the executions of mass murderers. Well, go one step further. Don't talk about them. Don't print their manifestos. And there are people out there who says, well, we can't keep hiding this information. People need to know. I mean, what what is the government hiding from us? Well, take them out, shoot them in the head, and that's that. End of story. We don't care about their idiotic, crazy manifesto. They're maniacs. 
Anybody that wants to go out and cause harm to another innocent person, they're maniacs. We don't need to know about them. We don't need to make them famous. We don't need to know their names. We don't need to know their middle name. We don't need to know where they came from. We don't need to interview their brother-in-law on the TV. They don't need to know anything about them. They just need, their lives need to be ended. It needs to be done. There needs to be immediate consequences for it. Boom, done, gone, out. Carry your weapon. Carry your weapon. Stop talking about these lunatics. Stop hating each other. Learn to handle some rejection. Learn to handle disappointment in your life. Learn how to use your firearm. Fear God. Love your fellow man. Value life. And for goodness sake, stop trying to fundamentally change America and punish the people who are innocent, law-abiding citizens for the actions of a few mentally crazed individuals who we are not properly holding accountable, vetting, and making sure that guns stay out of their hands. That's all I got to say about it, Mark. I, I think that summed it up pretty good. I think I'd it say. did, too. Yeah. Hey, we have a lot more fun at my live shows, so come to one of those. You can come to one of our Eagles of Liberty, uh, Freedom to Laugh comedy tour with myself, Michael Loftus, and Brian Hayner, Reno Collier. We're going to cities all over America. We're going to be doing some comedy clubs. You can catch me on the road uh, at my Star Spangled Banter comedy tour as we finish out the rest of this year with that tour before we make a big switch uh, in 2020. So, hey, come out there. Find me on the road. You can go to watchchad.com. I also encourage you to go to blazetv.com slash humor. Use promo code CHAD. Sign up. You get your first month free. Like 80 bucks for the entire year. You can get Humor Me with with myself. You can get uh, uh, Rant Nation with Graham Allen. You can get all sorts of content that's out there that you do not want to miss. Mark, been a pleasure yelling with you. Yep, it's been good. It's been good. <laughs> Take care of each other, folks. There's a million things I could say on this. And no, Beto, you're not buying any guns back. You never owned them in the first place. It's just not going to happen, bub. Ain't going to happen. I love y'all. God bless you. Talk to you next time. Bye.